With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey everyone out there in Rambling About Racing Nation, Matt Beamer here. This week's episode is going to be different than previous episodes. This week I was on the Racing Super Show with Belly Up Sports and we talked about the Daytona race, the cutoff race for the Cup Series and their playoffs starting here this weekend at the Darlington Raceway, the Southern 500. Pretty much here what we're going to do is go through it. I'm going to just play, replay that show with Chris, Caleb, and Rattlesnake, who is part of the Chair Gating Podcast. If you haven't already, go and take a listen to them. They're a really good group of guys over there, know their stuff, and just like to have a lot of fun with racing. True race fans there. Unfortunately, I couldn't do the regular show because of the hurricane. I am a firefighter here in South Carolina, and we just had this storm yesterday, and I just could not get all my ducks in a row and bring you guys what I thought would be a great review for Daytona and a great preview for Darlington. However, I know for a fact that the guys from Blind Spotting NASCAR Podcast will bring you an excellent review of Darlington and a great preview of Kansas. We'll be back the following week wrapping up Kansas and getting you ready for the first round in elimination at Bristol in the cutoff race for the Xfinity Series regular season. So go ahead, sit back, relax, enjoy the show, and we will be at the end of the show to bring you our final thoughts this week in NASCAR and our fantasy standings. This is a proud production of ITM Media. All right. Hello. (laughs) What's up, everyone? I'm Chris. Uh, obviously, I'm the. I'm gonna run this. Can you guys hear me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we yeah, hear we're you good. fine. We're good. All right. Well, I'm gonna let everybody introduce themselves. I guess we'll start off with Rattlesnake. Why not? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, sorry. I was trying to quote tweet this thing. Uh, what's up? It's Rattlesnake, host of the Chairgating Podcast, the worst not NASCAR podcast on the internet. Uh, we have the worst opinions, and we'll back them up. <laughs> Check us out. Uh, we're going to do a live episode tomorrow night. I think probably 9 p.m. Eastern time, so it's going to be late one. But it's going to be a good one because, wow, Daytona. No kidding. Well, I might as well go next. Yeah. Hey, I'm Matt from the Rambling About Racing podcast. Like the chair gating podcast, our opinions on our, are our own. However, we do like chair gating. Back them up. We might have some stuff. Don't talk. just talk NASCAR, though. We talk Formula One. Maybe not as much indie as uh, I would like to because I have my own opinions about the IndyCar series that I could go down a rabbit hole with, but we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about Daytona and the upcoming playoffs for the NASCAR Cup Series. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, Caleb, let's go ahead and give, your, uh, give yourself a little introduction to everybody out there watching. 
Yep. Uh, my name's Caleb. It's my uh, first year covering uh, the NASCAR Cup Series. I've always been a football guy, but uh, I got tired about writing about the Patriots every year, especially after last year. So I needed to find something else to do. And um, Chris was happy enough to show me the ropes. And here I am almost a full season later. And uh, yeah, Daytona, let's get let's get right into that and NASCAR playoffs. And let's have some fun here. I do notice, Caleb, you yeah. have a uh, Chase Elliott hat on. Uh, yeah, it's a hat because yeah. I don't have my guy uh, hat yet. Oh, but okay. I do have the T-shirt. Well, at least you're halfway right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we can talk Chase Elliott. <laughs> There's not much to talk about with Chase Elliott. Not much at all to talk about Chase Elliott. He choked. He couldn't do it. Yep. And he shot himself in the foot from the start of the season. I'd rather Almost not literally. talk about Chase. Obviously, that's a, I'm wearing the Bill shirt because uh, I, I couldn't rep the disappointment that I have for Chase right now. All that's Chase, why I did it for you. All so. Chase Elliott fans need to do is go to the track now with a paper bag over their head. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. I just it, when okay. If you haven't listened to my podcast at all, you'll notice that any time a driver wins most popular driver, I'm automatically against that driver. Yeah. That's pretty fair. That's pretty fair, yeah. honestly. So I can understand it. I can get the hate there, but I could also argue a different way. Like he hasn't really deserved the hate. Come on now. Well, uh, he doesn't. His fans do. I guess it's fan base yeah, more. Some so of them. I've seen Chase Elliott <laughs> win a couple races and whatever. I, I actually saw him yeah. win the Roval race where he ran into the wall, and I thought he's done. No, awesome drive through the field. So props on that one, but. I don't know how many people here listen to Actions Detrimental. Oh, God. It, it, I, I will not listen to anything that Denny Hamlin has to say. <laughs> if, I, if, I, if I have to hear his voice, I will throw my head through a wall. <laughs> so I will say he has one of the better NASCAR podcasts out there since like, CBC has kind of gone to trash. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So he has a pretty good podcast, but... I don't know, you know, for anybody else out there listening to this that is an active listener of his podcast, it was probably like two months ago when his co-host brought up the potential of Chase Elliott missing the playoffs. And Denny just kind of pretty much called him an idiot. I mean, yeah, I will never was, forget. He was real confident about that. Yeah, when he goes, newsflash, yeah. newsflash, <laughs> Chase Elliott's good at road courses. Oh my God, I love how wrong he was. Because the whole time I was listening to that episode, in the back of my head, I was like, dude, you're talking about 2019 Chase Elliott. You're yeah. talking about 2020 Chase Elliott. You're not what? talking about 2023 Chase Elliott. Because if you were, you would be honest with yourself and say he's not the same driver that he has been. I'm not saying he's terrible. Yeah. Look, Bubba Wallace only got into the playoffs because Chase Elliott got injured, Just let's be honest. Barely. So he's not the worst, but he's right. not the same driver he was. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely any, not. Anytime, anytime Denny Hamlin's wrong, and Angel grows his wings. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I, I, on the flip side of that, I like Denny Hamlin. A lot of people hate him. I don't know why people dislike Denny Hamlin the way they do. Because he's an asshole? No, well, I mean, you kind of <laughs> – every, every driver well, out there – opinion. Every driver out there is a little bit of a prick when, when, you, when yeah. it comes down to it. So, I don't, and he's I, not as much of an asshole as, like, Kevin Harvick. Well, Kevin Harvick's earned that <laughs> spot. Oh, after almost you know over twenty years of racing in the top yeah, series, yeah, I mean, Denny Hamlin should have earned it though too, right? He's a vet at this point, very much. Um, so, he but, have a but he doesn't have so, a championship. You know, he's that's, a bridesmaid. 
He is. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I feel like if we're going to give Kevin Harvick a pass for always being an asshole, like if if anybody, you know, Matt, I know you've been down um, on pit, like when drivers are coming by and you can say hi to them. Anybody that's ever been down there can tell you like Kevin Harvick is the one driver that will never turn and smile and wave at anybody. Like a diehard fan will be like, we love you. And he will just stare at them with daggers. He's an asshole. He always has been. Uh, and he gets a pass, but Denny, kind of the, you know, less of an asshole, but does not get a pass ever. Well, I, I'm going to take a page out of uh, what I saw on a Netflix doc- documentary called Full Swing. I don't know if you guys have seen it, if yeah. you guys are golf fans. But there was this player yeah. playing with Tiger Woods, and he was asking him about his family. And Tiger Woods was just like, yeah, they're good. But he was so, Tiger Woods was so focused. And I think elite athletes, like at that level that Kevin Harvick is and stuff, are just so in the moment and getting ready for the race. He's so focused. Like he's just blocking everything. I mean, that's just, Matt, I'm, I'm, just let me believe that he's an asshole. Okay. All the time. Okay. You okay. can believe it. You can just believe let it. me have, have that some, one. You can have it. It's his last season. I, I, <laughs> I dare say, I mean, every, I mean, I'm backing you up with Denny, man. Let me okay. call Kevin Harvick. An okay. asshole. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. I'm just playing devil's advocate. I do that sometimes here. Oh no. My, I mean, look, my co-host, he's a diehard. Anybody that doesn't know Dakota, just yeah. absolute diehard. So I do love, um, always messing with no, that's, that's as all, much as possible. That always makes it fun. Like with Caleb here, now that I know he's a Chase Elliott fan, well, now I, <laughs> I'm now, not a Chase Elliott <laughs> fan. That's not my number one. My number one on the t-shirt. Okay, fan. okay, let me broaden the scope here. A Hendrick fan. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you're not helping your case, dude. You're not helping your case. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, clearly. Listen, I've still, I've still got a lot to figure out under year one, but I know the drivers that I do like, and I know the drivers that I can't stand. So, so this is your I first year of watching NASCAR. Yeah, like he's a, from he's front a rookie. To back. Like no kid. When I was a kid, when I was a kid, I loved okay, Jeff. That, Gordon, the Chase Elliott thing makes so much more sense now. By the way, <laughs> my, my professor actually got me the Alex Bowman and Chase Elliott thing. I'm like, oh, okay, a, got it. He's, he's a also huge, a Bubba uh, fan. I'm sure. Oh no. <laughs> I, I don't hate Bubba. I, he's not my favorite guy. I love, okay, I, I'm okay. With him. So, you can tell he's clearly uh, a rookie. I, yeah, if, if I may just dive into the background of my fandom yeah. for a second. Yeah, but, absolutely, um, dude. My professor, he's a huge like NASCAR fan. Like It's his number one sport, top down, no problem. Uh, and uh, he's, a, he's a... Yeah, my professor. In college? Yeah, I'm a senior in college. Dude, I don't think I've ever met or heard of a college professor that loves NASCAR. That's really cool, though. Yeah, that's awesome. That yeah, yeah. And he and he got me into it. Yeah, like I'm just watching the Daytona 500. I'm like, screw it, he's there. I might as well turn it on. And uh, it was like the most interesting thing that I had ever seen. I'm like, oh, there's there's something to this. And I watched it. And uh, he, I'm looking through like lists of drivers that drive for Hendrick because I was a huge Jeff Gordon fan as a kid. Yeah, he uh, said, uh, go check out Alex Bowman, and I did. I thought he was hilarious and somebody I wanted to pull for, so I got the T-shirt. This was just a free hat. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you can get those at all the Napa stores. But, you know, we we ventured off on a Hendrix a little bit here. we we got to get back on path, boys. I, I kind of did set Caleb up bringing Matt and Rattlesnake on and, you know, <laughs> throwing him to the wolves with two of my more opinionated guys here that I know. <laughs> But let's talk Daytona. What did you guys – how did you guys feel about the race? Was, did it live up to expectation being the playoff season finale or, or the regular season finale, sorry? Yeah. Um, what, how did you feel about it? Well, I mean, could I felt a little underwhelmed with it, honestly, until the end. Okay. But, I mean, I feel like that's restrictor plate racing. Hey, that's that's an interesting take because I feel the complete opposite. Um, I love really? this race from start to finish. It might be the best race of the year for me. 
Uh, you'll have to wait until my episode tomorrow. Check that out. I'll give it a race rating with my co-host Dakota as well. I loved that race, like from start to finish. It, it was awesome. It was up there with Fontana and the Coke 600. Um, yes, that's going to go down as definitely a top five for me this season. Okay. I felt, you know, personally myself, like I said, I felt like it maybe lacked the intensity early in my opinion again, but what it as it got on, I, I liked it a lot more. I was more intrigued with it myself, but that's just me. <laughs> All right, Matt, Caleb, what do y'all think? I don't want to say I was underwhelmed. I thought it was really entertaining from from start to finish. Well, there were some some things that like I wish that I got to see more of, like um, that intense battle that Chase had at the front. I wish I had seen that for a couple more laps before Ryan Priest had the crash. It wasn't as many cautions as I thought there was going to be. Like it wasn't as chaotic as I thought it would be, as far as the yellows go and uh, pit strategies. It was a pretty clean race through. And Although there was one there. very chaotic. <laughs> there was two. Yeah, actually. There, were, there was there was a couple chaotic. Just as a whole, the, the, two, the two cautions were chaotic. I mean, the big one happened in stage one, right? I mean, yeah, right there at the it end. Was, no, that was, it was uh, stage two. No, it, 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 it yeah. was towards it was the end of two? no, it was towards the end of stage one because they were racing like crazy afterwards, right? If I remember, right. I forget. I, I Which forget wreck are we referring to? Are we Ryan talking about uh, Ty Gibbs Blaney. into Ryan Blaney? Yeah, 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 yeah. Was that stage one. That, I, I think that was two I, for some. I, I thought okay. that was at the end of stage. No, I'm one. pretty sure it was. It was stage two. I'm pretty sure. Two? I could be wrong, but again, I'm pretty sure it was. Okay, it, all right. It's two versus two. <laughs> okay, it was still, it was, it, my point was it was Jay very Street. early on in the race, and uh, that happened, and then everybody kind of got to reset. I know there was a, it was huge. A lot of cars got taken out in that and got pushed back a couple laps. So maybe that took away a lot of the momentum and, like, guys racing as hard as they could be because, screw it, we're gone. Like, Kyle Larson down, like, three laps. And then, obviously, the priest wreck kind of threw a curveball into the whole thing, but... Overall, as a race, I, I thought I would. It wasn't as good as the 500 was in the spring, but I thought it was still like all right. I don't know if I'd go as far as say my top five favorite races of the year, but it, it wasn't certainly one that I didn't like. Like uh, Watkins Glen last week, which I thought was really really boring. Or <laughs> yeah, that was rough, um, dude. There there were a couple yeah. other ones that I'm probably forgetting, but I text Chris every week during this race. I'm like, what the f- is going on? <laughs> but that is funny that you said that you thought it was better than the 500 because I was. Uh, no, no, no. I said it was. I said it wasn't better than the 500. That sorry, that's what I meant. That you liked the 500 better than this one. I was at the 500 and I actually liked this race better. <laughs> so that but is. Let really me strange. ask you this, Rattlesnake. Does that play into the like being on scene, like different experiences, different viewpoints? I guess. Well, you could usually say, that should you? bump it up if you're there. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm at right. the 500, I'm like, that was the best race ever. And then I text my buddies not there, and they're like, I mean, it was okay. Mm-hmm. You know, like right. <laughs> like when I go to Atlanta. What did you guys think of the New Hampshire race? I was at that one. I thought it was, like, in person, I thought it was the coolest thing ever outside of, like, Oh, no, New Hampshire, I thought, was, like, middle of the pack. Yeah. Like, not not bad, not terrible, but just right. middle. Literally, I think I have it ranked. I have all my races the whole year ranked. It, I think it's literally right in the middle. Like, it is the middle race for me. It is the standard, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. if you're better mark. than that, you're good. If you're worse than that, you're bad. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, Matt, we've all talked about Daytona, and we've ran our mouth for a little bit. Why not hear what you got to say? The cup race was exciting, and for everybody's information, the, the big one happened on lap 96. 
coming to that stage end. So right there at the okay. end, if wow. it looks like stage two right there, got it up on J-Ski. Okay. Yeah, the cup race was great because for once, I mean, stage one was slow building. I mean, we saw cars migrate up to the top, single file. But then when stage two started, we saw three by three racing down the field. It looked like old school, early 2000s Daytona, three by three through the field, like the old school restricted plate racings were when they had that little fin on top of the roof right there for the Winston Cup cars, mm. which was a lot of fun to see at the edge of your seat action. And then the big one happened, Ryan Blaney taking that big hit. I mean, thank goodness he's okay. Thank God yeah. he's oh, – I mean, because that wall flex, the safer barrier did its job. The, the car tomorrow – the Gen 7 car, I'm happy that it did its job. I'm happy the NASCAR made the changes because had that been a year ago, who knows what we would have seen with Ryan Blaney right there. As far yeah. as, but the whole race was a great race to watch as you're your seat action. And I actually have in my notes here stuff about the Xfinity race. I, I wish it was – the cutoff for the Xfinity season race or the regular season for the Xfinity series as well. Cause I think that would have brought much more excitement instead of them having it at the Bristol motor speedway coming up here in the next couple of weeks. I feel like that would have been a good race to finish off the Xfinity series season, but overall, that makes sense. overall yeah. it was just a great weekend of racing for not only NASCAR formula one as well. Well, formula one was a typical Verstappen show. If you're a big formula one fan, but yeah, the yeah, Cup series. Watch the, it. The, Cup ser- <laughs> the Cup series delivered right there, and they delivered great. And I have no complaints when it comes to that. Amen, brother. Amen. If y'all are interested, I do have my list pulled up. So here's my top five, just to give you a reference. If this, I'm saying this one's probably going to be in the top five. Number one was Kansas. Kansas I, won. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Um, yes. right there with you. Love that. I always love that race when I lived in Texas. As much as uh, Denny Hamlin winning really. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was just a great race. Yeah. Um, also, it's a great race to attend for anybody that hasn't uh, been there and maybe has the chance in the future. It's awesome. You can watch it from a casino. I mean, it's badass. Uh, number two was the Coke 600. Number three was Fontana. Number four was Atlanta 2, which I was at. I should preference. And then number five is Nashville. So I'm guessing this one's going to bump at least one of those out. That's well, how much I, I like. What really, I think what really sucks about uh, Atlanta too was that it got rained out in stage three when it looked like that was going to be really competitive uh, at the end. Yeah, yeah. I don't disagree. That race was really fun to watch. But also the potential of the rain coming in all day, I think might have actually made yeah, it more exciting. Yeah. 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 yeah, they definitely went into that race a lot more in with more intensity to begin with, knowing that weather was coming. So I think know. that played a huge role. Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it, all right. Well, I mean, what? Let's let me ask you this: What did we think about that wreck with Ryan Priest? I I feel like that was the worst wreck. I mean, besides Ryan Newman's that I've seen recently at Daytona a couple years ago, that's probably the worst wreck I've seen in a in a, a good five ten year span. Besides Austin Dillon's at Daytona before that, that's what I was going to mention. Um, was it, it reminded yep. me of the Austin Dillon wreck? It, that's how bad it was. Well, it, it kind of yeah, reminded I mean, me of uh, the Elliott Sadler wreck in 2003 at Talladega. If you guys remember that race, EA Sports 500 there at Talladega, mm-hmm. where it was just a single car. I was, I was like one. Oh, so. Okay, well, <laughs> YouTube it because it's there on YouTube. 2003 EA Sports 500. I remember watching that as a, a senior in high school at that point, and. You know, it was the same type of single car flip, but this one was 
different in the sense it looked like Rusty Wallace circa 19, early 90s, late 80s, Talladega, Daytona. Or oh, I wow. say t- Talladega. You wouldn't, I mean, that old school Talladega with the grass there. Yeah, that was yep. a bad wreck. And, and I don't blame them for putting him on the stretcher. Hey, you had a nasty-looking yeah. wreck. Get on the stretcher. Let's check you out because if anything's shifting in there, the adrenaline's thumping. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Nah, buddy, lay down. It's it, they, yep. the track workers did a great job. That car held up. I mean, how really they well. tell you to do that, even just in a regular like accident on the road. Oh yeah, they tell you you shouldn't yeah. like get up and walk around too much because your adrenaline no. might be like over overpowering pain the, sensors yep. and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I've seen that firsthand as a firefighter and. You know, hey man, I'm I'm fine. It's like, nah, man, you might want to get checked out. And five minutes mm-hmm. later, come back like I'm hurting. And be like, yeah, I'm, you know. But yeah, yeah. They, the track works did good. The tr- the car held up well, and that was a scary looking crash. But you know, yeah. them slowing it down intensified it. I felt or actually, well, it was just a ba- yeah. And I don't know. See, my thing too with it is, I there were a lot of people like I agree that grass needs to be taken off those tracks just for safety purposes of the cars and stuff. But I don't feel like the grass played a, a bigger role into that. I feel like it was just a bad spot where he hit the pavement grass transition, allowing that air to just get under the car almost. But yeah, I mean, it wasn't it, it, like Ryan Newman's wreck. The grass yeah. was like the reason that it happened. This one wasn't that as it wasn't as bad as that in terms of the grass having an effect on the right. Ride. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't necessarily want to. I don't think that you can just instantly throw that on the grass because I did see some things on Twitter right after that. Other than you know, obviously people being concerned for Ryan's safety. But, you know, they were like, oh, what if we need to ban grass on all racetracks. Yeah, I don't think anybody's going to disagree with you, bud. But at the yeah. same time, I don't think I had the time nor the place. I think that's fine. Um, well, isn't it Charlotte? I'm that, curious. Oh, I'm sorry, Chris. I want to bring up this point here with no. the grass. At Charlotte, they have AstroTurf in the infield. Yep. So, that's what I've always heard as and, well, yeah. And a year ago, Chris Busher hit a drain and flipped. And flip. It doesn't yep. matter if you take away grass or not. If the yep. situations in this planet's align, that car is going to flip. It's just physics. Yeah. And taking away every variable, you can't take away every variable. The only way you can take away every variable is don't let these cars on the track. No more racing. <laughs> That's the only way you can hey. take it. Take it away. Hey, there's some people I've seen that keep kind of going down that rabbit hole. Well, uh, I saw somebody on Twitter saying that, should we just stop racing at super speedways? And I'm just like, what are we yeah. even doing? What are we doing at this point? If that's really the conversation we want to have. Yeah, let's stop racing in New Hampshire. Kyle Petty, or uh, what, uh, Adam <laughs> Petty race, you know, was killed there. Yeah. Kenny Irwin Jr. was killed there. You know, Tony Roper was killed there. If you're going tracks, taking tracks away because of safety, you might as well just stop racing altogether, if, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, look, that's a hot take, but... <laughs> no, we should we should be concerned about safety, obviously. We don't want to yeah. see any of these guys get injured or die. But, the, I mean, let's be honest. The fact that it's entertaining is the potential that it could happen. Right. It's like yeah, open like wheel that cars. That really adds the entertainment. I can watch turtles go around a track and do the exact same thing, <laughs> but it's not entertaining. Right. <laughs> it, I yeah. mean, it's kind of like okay. it's kind of like open wheel cars. I mean, IndyCar at Pocono Raceway was so much fun to watch. I was in, I was at that race where Justin Wilson was killed there at Pocono. Oh wow! And, uh, the whole time it was just wreck fest, wreck fest. It was, it was survival of the fittest, but. You're on the edge of your seat the whole time. These cars going yeah. 250 miles an hour past you. So it was amazing to watch. And yeah. you, you really are drawn into it. And 
they take, took it away from there with a recent accident where I forget the driver's name who got paralyzed. But yeah, I mean, it is dangerous, and the only way you can disregard minimize that danger, minimize the danger, yeah. is not to race. You exactly. Can put, you well, can, let me ask. Yeah. To this, Caleb, you you're a relatively new fan. Obviously, we've discussed that you a little say bit. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this is <laughs> this was, I guess you could say, probably the big like magnitude wreck you've seen first time. What was it like for you as a first, like, I guess, new fan seeing something that violent? Because I've seen it before. I know these guys have seen it before. But I want to know, how did you feel seeing something like that? When I was watching that and he barrel rolled like 10 times and he didn't get out of the car, I'm like, he's f***ing dead. And yeah. uh, That's when you, you know, know you're I, a real NASCAR fan. When you've seen a wreck <laughs> and you in the back of your head, you're like, oh, shit, he might be dead. Yeah. That's when you know you've been watching NASCAR. Because <laughs> that, yep. that happens to every single fan at some point. Mm-hmm. And I'm texting my buddies like, I don't know, I don't know if he's going to get out. Like, I haven't seen him get out yet. Like, insane. And then he, I see that he gets up and he's going on a stretch. I'm like, oh, thank God. Unfortunately we, for a lot of NASCAR fans, you know, it, it has been true. So Yeah, yeah no, for sure. Hey, um, hey, Rattlesnake, but, were, you, were you at the Daytona 500 2020 when Newman wrecked? Uh, no, I wasn't actually. The first oh. Daytona 500 I went to was last year's. So I've only been to two. Dude. I went to last year's. This I year's. Mean, to Caleb's point, every nobody left that the grandstands when Newman wrecked until the ambulance passed by. Everybody stayed there. And once the ambulance passed by, we went away. And that's all everybody talked about. It's like, he's dead. There's no way. Oof. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I actually had a buddy text me and be like, it's funny because we were talking about that like, the fact that nobody had been severely injured or hurt in a NASCAR accident in so long, we were just bragging about the safety. And then Ryan Newman's wreck happened. Yeah. Me and was like, may have spoke a bit too soon. Yeah. So I, I, mean, I got a crazy story. If you guys like remind you said. Me about that. <laughs> yeah. It, well, crazy story. I mean, I hate to go off on a rabbit hole. I know this isn't my show, but it, it was crazy <laughs> that Justin Wilson wreck there at Indy. During driver intros, he was introduced to Justin Wilson, and my my wife turned to me and said, "I knew it, Justin Wilson. He died." And I said, "That's not funny." I don't know why she said that. I don't know what brought that on, but she just looked at me like, oh, "I knew Justin Wilson, and he died." And it's like, "Oh my god!" And then he died, and it's like, "What the wow?" I did you not? It was gave me chills. That's some Final Still, Destination did. Yeah, it is. Holy moly! You I better watch out, man. Yeah, if she says you better not go to work today, it's like I might just call in sick. Yeah, you might need to call in sick. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, guys. Well, we've kind of we've talked about Daytona enough. I'm gonna we're gonna take a brief break here just to um, give one of our sponsors a little bit of air time here. They've been nice enough to put on let us put on a show like this, and then. When we come back, we're going to talk playoffs. I want to break down each round with you guys, um, see who you've got making it from round to round. We don't necessarily have to predict the winners because we know how that's going to be, but um, I want to talk um, eliminations, and then ultimately at the end of this, I want to see who you've got winning the championship. So we'll be right back. All right, before we continue on here with this episode, wanted to tell you, remind everyone out there, about our partnership with Devo's Outdoor Lining, where you could get any type of lining for any type of situation that you would need, whether it's tailgating, camping, emergency roadside stuff. Devo's Outdoor Lining has you covered. Been a proud partner of the show for a year now, and I figured with all their help and generosity for the show, they deserve their own ad read, and so I'm going to give it to them right now. Head over to devosoutdoor.com, use discount code RAMBLING at checkout, and you will receive 10% off of your order. 
and that would not only help us out here at Ramblin' About Racing, but you get quality lights for any situation that you will need. Again, whether it's tailgating, outdoor barbecue, camping, you name it, you Divas Outdoor Lighting has you covered as far as illumination for your party or emergency roadside situation. Not hoping that you'll get into that, but Divas Outdoor Lighting has you covered. Links for those can be also be found in the podcast description and YouTube description should you be watching us on YouTube. So head over to DevosOutdoor.com, use discount code RAMBLIN for 10% off of your order. all right everyone we're back well let's uh i want to talk like i said before the break talk about the playoffs we've got um for all the new fans out there um let's go ahead and do a quick explanation because my wife and me we do have a podcast where we're trying to reach out to new fans so we're going to start out with 16 the round of 16 the round of 16 consists of darlington kansas and bristol after that i think we go down to round of 12 so we're going to lose four guys um, and then it'll be Texas, Talladega, and the Roval at Charlotte. After that, we go to Las Vegas, Homestead, and Martinsville. And from there, we're going to Phoenix with our final four who are going to contend for a championship. Let's go um, round by round. Let's start with the round of 16. I'm going to start with Rattlesnake. Well, I, I, got a quick, I got a quick question first yeah. before Rattlesnake starts. And this is a quick debate here, I guess, between okay, Chris, yeah. Rattlesnake, and, and, and myself. Cool. What do you guys think of the playoffs, personally? Personally, I okay. I I I do not mind the playoffs. Uh, it adds I don't it adds something to to NASCAR. You know, throughout you know for the later in the season. Um, I actually, if we're gonna have playoffs, I love the win and you're in model. I know a lot of people hate that. Yes. I actually do love that. Yeah, honestly, I don't have any problem with it. I'm totally okay with it. Okay. It adds something yeah. extra. I'm I'm kind of with you on that rattlesnake. I've kind of, my dad, he's a he's an older school NASCAR fan traditionalist and even even he's kind of on it. He has the same opinion as me. He kind of likes the added effect, the pressure it builds within the sport and it kind of gives you a little more of a storyline sometimes too. The only thing I would like to add to it and it's really not adding to the playoffs at all actually. Um, it's kind of like in, you know, uh, uh, college, college, uh, basketball, um, how there's a regular season champion. Um, I think they need to promote that more, like make that more of a thing, uh, as a regular season champion, as well as the playoff champion to win the whole season. That would be the only thing I'd add. Yeah. Give you a little more recognition to your regular season champion, other than just like a trophy and 15 playoff points. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like kind of, you know, like make a whole kind of, and you can wrap it up at Daytona and make it more of a spectacle. You know, I don't know. Caleb only knows playoffs though, Matt. He, this is his, no, this is his it, first it's okay. year. I mean, I, I, I personally feel like the playoffs came into the picture because Matt Kenseth ran away with the championship in 2003 under the Winston cup format. And yeah, with one man, win. That 03 season was Ryan Newman with the eight wins. Yep, I mean, yep. Yeah, that changed everything. But it really did. Kenseth was so consistent, so consistent throughout that season that he secured it beautifully. I mean, just beautifully. And I, I like that. You know, I don't mind the playoffs. I mean, it is what it is. There's nothing I can do to change it. I mean, 
NASCAR isn't right. calling me saying, hey, you want to get rid of him or keep him. If, if it was up to me, if I was president for the day, like, drop it. You, you race consistently throughout the season, and you earn that championship. But, I mean, at the same time, I'm with you guys. I'm, I'm so torn with this one because it does add that sense of consistency still matters. When you're in, it's like, well, it takes pressure off. It, 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 I mean, I could go down a tangent. I just well, want to hear and, your guys. And I think the when in you're in adds some excitement. So I know some yep. people hate if, like, okay, for instance, last year, Austin Dillon went in um, at Daytona, the cutoff, and everybody's like, oh, he didn't earn that spot. Who did he take it from? Does anybody remember? No, I don't that's think he the, took it from anybody. That's the thing. Like, I, I look, the win in your in really only matters the last minute, and it's going to be, you know, Michael McDowell at somebody with the Daytona 500. But the guy that they're kicking out is never going to be like some contender anyway. Let's be honest. He's a he's a guy that's yeah. probably going to get knocked out in the round of 16. He only got in based on points. Like, who cares? Yep. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it's it's. it's it is what it is when it comes to that. There's my co-host right there. What up, Dakota? Oh, man, I'm out of beer. <laughs> um, Caleb, I guess you don't really know anything other than playoffs, right? So this this argument. Yeah, I, I don't even know the playoffs that we have now confidently. I uh I had, do, I had to do I had to do I had to do some research before I came up with my notes for today. So Okay, cool. Chris, well, take it away. All right, well, we're going to go ahead and start. I want to start with um, the round of 16. I want to start with you, Rattlesnake. I want to see, um, obviously, predicting winners with this next-gen car has been hit or miss. I feel like it's been a little easier this year um, because teams have had more experience with it. But regardless, I want to know who you've got making it or who you've got getting eliminated first. Okay, I was like, I don't want to list 16. I'm just going to list four instead, if that's okay. (laughs) That's fine. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to tell you right now, I am not going to tell y'all who I think is going to win it. I, you're going to have to okay. watch Chairgating tomorrow night. I'm good with that. Um, I, I know I'm saying that to try to like add anticipation to watch my show, but in all honesty, I haven't done enough research yet. I was planning on doing all of this tomorrow for my show. But I think I could probably tell you who I, the, the first four out are going to be. Man, okay, so Bubba Wallace, get out of here. You barely made it anyway. Uh, uh, man, you know, I say that like with confidence that I can tell you the first four out, but now that I'm looking at it, I'm like, I don't know if I can, because, uh, you know, Ryan Blaney has not looked like Ryan Blaney at all. I want to say, okay, Bubba Wallace, I'm going to throw out Blaney in there. Uh, I'm going to put Ricky in there. That's three. And, um, shoot, I'm going to go, oh man, I don't want to take out Michael McDowell. So I'm going to say Brad K. There you go. That's really? Four. Okay. Yep. Okay. Taking Brad out. That's a that yeah. one's a little bit of a stretch for me. All right. All right. What I, about you, Caleb? The first four out for me. I agree that uh, Bubba Wallace. Uh, as much as I'd love to see him make a run and you know uh, make a handful of people mad uh, that can't really see it. Uh, Stenhouse, obviously, he hasn't really done anything since winning the Daytona 500. Thank you, Katie, for your support. I really appreciate that. Um, <laughs> Hey, McDowell yeah, Love, shout out. Stenhouse, I don't think he's going to – he's sticking around for very long. And then this is where, uh, as Rattlesnake kind of put it, it, gets a little interesting. You have to – you have some tough choices to make, but I made them. I agreed with uh, taking out the 12. Ryan Blaney hasn't really been the same. And instead of Brad K, I put Harvick in here. Oh. I'm not super, okay. super confident in it in him late season. I just – 
I haven't really noticed him. Like I've noticed Keselowski kind of step it up, and yeah. Michael McDowell is obviously a really feel good story. Um, you can you can mention any three of those guys, and I don't think I'd have a hard time with um, with debating you on it. Like I could go either way, but give me Harvick uh, getting the early bounce in his last uh, in his last season. Yeah, not a lot of Ford confidence, huh? No, I don't. Never, I don't. Never has been. The only confident Ford in the field I feel is Busher. I agree. Man, right now. He- I love Busher right now. Yeah, he's doing great. Right now, yeah. Now, I, I think Rattlesnake hacked into my computer and took my notes here because <laughs> I have a matching list for the first round of elimination, except I did put in McDowell. McDowell did great at the Indy Road Course. Unfortunately, Darlington, Kansas, and Bristol, not a strong suit for McDowell. So with the exception, with the exception of what uh, Rattlesnake said uh, – Kislowski? Yeah. I, 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 I put in McDowell, so I got Stenhouse Jr., Bubba Wallace, Michael McDowell, and Ryan Blaney. I mean, I agree with you, Rattlesnake. Ryan Blaney just hasn't been looking like Ryan Blaney. But really, at the same time, he's a high C, low B driver from the get-go, from the, from the out yes. of the gate regardless. So Thank he, you. Let's stop pretending that yeah. he's like the next Kyle Larson or something. No, I, mean, okay. I know that's died down a lot, but you know, I, I'm sure y'all remember like two or three years ago. That was the, the conversation. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Caleb does it, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I'm kind of with you guys um, mostly, but I actually have a little bit of a wild card I'm throwing out on the first round. So I went Stenhouse. I'm actually going to throw out McDowell. I like that he got in. I did like the story, but Again, I just don't see him being strong at Darlington or Bristol. Not strong enough, at least. Right. Um, Kansas is a wild card. He they've had speed on the intermediate tracks. I mean, he I just, just won recently. He's, he's yeah. still yeah. hot. It's not like he won the five hundred and is, hasn't done shit all season. Don't exactly. Forget. Yeah, that's true. Exactly. But I, I'm going to throw him out. I just don't think that they're going to be able to compete with some of the yeah, bigger teams as fair. much as I hate to say it. Um, and then I've got Stenhouse McDowell. I'm going to. My dad would kill me because he's a huge Harvick fan as well, but I'm throwing Harvick out. He's fell off, in my opinion. I haven't seen him as much the last few weeks, and that's I'm losing a little bit of confidence in Harvick, kind of like you guys are with Blaney. But here's where my wrench comes in. I'm throwing out Chastain first round. Surprise. I love it. I love it. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, Trackhouse has their ups and downs, and they're, they're trending up. Are they championship caliber team? Not yet. Give it a couple more it's years. Just been, yeah, but the, after the year they had last year, I was expecting a little more. Maybe that, you know, I should give them a little bit of benefit of the doubt. But they came and just showed out last season. I was expecting a little more more wins, more competition, I guess. What's Ross done this lately? Year. Like, what, what's been his numbers in the last, like, month or so? They've not been solid. I think, uh, right. if I'm not mistaken, he's he won Michigan and then – or not Michigan, Nashville. Uh, he won – no, he wasn't. Yeah, he won the Allied 400 or whatever it was. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, won at Nashville. And then he did, he had speed at Michigan. With, but, again, Kansas kind of plays into the factor there. Kansas, I feel like it's my wild card this round only because it is an intermediate track. Anything, I feel like if the right team brings the right car with the speed in it can show up and show out. Yeah. It could be Bubba Wallace for all we know. That's the thing that gets me with this round is Kansas. I, I like Darlington and Bristol. For short tracks, that that makes it real simple for me who I eliminate. Harvick could possibly surprise you at Bristol, though. 
and Darlington. He's won both races. He's won both tracks, yeah. Darlington and Bristol. So, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I'm going. Chastain I mean, didn't Ross get a top five at Kansas this year? Yeah, I'm pretty. The, he's been decent at the intermediate tracks, like Nashville, Kansas, Michigan. Even he's just been saying. good at. It's just the short tracks. I just don't feel confident in his speed this year. They're handling even whatever it is. They've seemed to be a little off to me. Yeah, Chastain showed some muscle during the Goodyear 400 there, Mother's Day weekend at Darlington. Granted, it's 100 miles more, and he took himself out of that race. But Chastain, right. I think, is aggressive enough, and that track, Darlington, suits him. In fact, I have him winning at Darlington. Okay. Didn't he win at Darlington last year? No. I, well, uh, I Last I year I was um, Eric Jones for the yeah. Southern 500. What about yeah, that? it was Eric Jones. Yeah, okay. Okay. Eric Jones, yeah, because and I, then I Den, and then Denny, uh, Denny the year before, I believe. No, Denny got like he was running up there too la- uh, last year. So yeah, I mean a lot of strong cars there, but I yeah, yeah. I'm with you guys. It's hard once you you can kind of solidly with that first round. I feel like you can go with three drivers. Maybe we could all, <laughs> like a majority of people would go with three solid drivers, and like maybe McDowell, Stenhouse, and Wallace would probably be a majority. Yeah, a lot I of people agree. are going to throw them out. After that, it's it's hard. It gets real difficult to pick some. Yeah, you know, to pick I, had, I, had, I, I went I went back and forth in round two. All right, well let's let's get on to round uh, the round of twelve at Texas, Talladega, and the Roval Rattlesnake. I'm going to start yeah. with you again. Who do you got? gone after you know what come to me last i have not prepared for this episode (laughs) i don't have any notes i'm literally just like looking at the standings and just picking names all right (laughs) all right well let's go let's go with the rookie let's go caleb let's see who you got all right so my round of 12 eliminations this is where i throw in ross chastain um i just think he's still he's kind of a he's kind of a wild card i think in those last two races at darlington and bristol to kind of do something crazy like he did at martinsville last year like it's not the same thing because obviously he can't do the wall ride anymore, but uh, just that similar level of you know oh that was kind of insane. So that's why I kind of gave Chastain the benefit of the doubt, but I don't see him making it farther than that. His car just hasn't been great this year. Um, we'll throw out Mikey in the round of twelve. I think uh, Mikey McDowell. I think making the round of twelve was a great season for him, and it's kind of where it ends. Uh, then that's where I'll throw out Brad Keselowski in the six. Uh, again, he's again. If he, you're being considered for me to drop you in the round of 16, I don't think you're going to make it out of the round of 12. That's kind of just how I set it up. But Keselowski could go deeper than that. He's had speed late in the year, along with his teammate. Um, wouldn't shock me at all if he makes it out of this round. But because I was considering him for the round of 16, he's not a strong candidate for the round of eight either. Um, and then my last one, last year's champion Joey Logano. I threw in. I was had a different couple different names in my head. But Logano is ultimately the one that I picked. It's been a really kind of up and down year. I haven't loved uh, what he's had in the, in recent weeks. And yeah, those are my four: twenty-two, right. six, one, and thirty-four. All right. Well, let's see here, Matt. What about you? Who do you got going out now? Unlike the round of sixteen, where Chris pointed out that has one wild card, I feel like this round has two wild cards with Talladega and yep. the Roval. Yes. Two very fun races to go to. Roval, I think, more so than Talladega because Talladega is just a carbon copy of Daytona. Another episode for another topic for another day, ladies and gentlemen. 
But I, yeah, the, I would disagree with you to the to my grave <laughs> on that one. Well, and I am not a fan of the Roval at all. So I, we would I, have a fun conversation. We would have. We need to have you on the show here at the end of the year to talk about yeah. that, or maybe next year. But the eliminations I have here for this round, I'm going to go. RFK is not making it out of this round. That's Kozlowski and Busher both out unless they surprise wow. both out right there. Christopher Bell eliminated and Tyler Reddick. Okay, you're taking out some big names there. Bell, yeah, that's, Reddick. A, that's a heavy hit. That is a heavy hit. And, and, <laughs> yeah. like, and like we talked about just like maybe 30, 45 seconds ago, the more these rounds go down, it's like who is not showing Harder. their muscles? Who's not flexing their muscles? Now, one could argue, why isn't Harvick in there? Why isn't Harvick in the round of 16 for me? I still feel like he has something to show and something to prove, but maybe the round of 16 knocks him out. I mean, my I feel like after round the first round, my bracket's going to be all messed up. There's no way I'm going to get the perfect bracket. <laughs> but those are the ones that right. just, I feel like after the round of 12, those guys, I maybe they'll surprise me. Okay, my th- let me let me ask you this, Matt. I'm curious why Bell and Reddick because I have a I have Reddick myself in this round being eliminated. Um, but my reasoning behind it is I feel like his crew is going to shoot him in the foot. I feel like they're going to get down there and his pit crew They've is done it. Yeah, shot him in the foot multiple times this season, and the pressure is going to be too much to mount for him. So well, I'm curious why why did you go with Reddick and Bell there? Well, Bell, I mean, kind of like Ryan Blaney. What has he shown throughout the season except of maybe a win? Yeah, I, I mean, he's shown that he's been up there. Of course, taking out Ty Gibbs and then Ryan Blaney at the same time was not a, a strong point on him <laughs> being on their radar, being noticed. But at the same time, Christopher Bell, I just feel like isn't a He's getting better, but he's not right. there yet. Tyler Reddick, getting better. He's not there yet. I don't know, and I'm a big Kislowski fan, but, I mean, all he's done is push Busher to the win every time. I've never seen him once go out, and I get it. It's for the team. I feel like Denny Hamlin would have done the same thing to Bubba Wallace. It's just for the team instead of going for right. the win himself. But RFK is getting better. They're not there yet. Bell's getting better, not there yet. Reddick's getting better, not there yet. Of course, Reddick's a big road course racer. He could win the Roval, dominate the Roval, and do well on that. And anybody could win at Talladega. It doesn't have to be a playoff driver. Yeah. It could be Daniel Suarez winning at Talladega or the Roval. So, I mean, it's not necessarily yeah. – A.J. Allmendinger, he's very good at both play tracks and road courses. But to me, those guys just haven't – they're they're on the radar, but they're not in the center of the radar. Okay, you went. I, I just I feel like you did. You went big there, um, but I, I can understand it because I'm kind of the same way. I have in this round. Now I went back and forth between Blaney and Logano because I'm kind of with you guys. Blaney's been off since the 600. He hasn't really showed me much. Um, he's he showed good performance then, but after that, it's kind of just been eh. like, oh, it's Ryan Blaney. There he is. He's decent, or he's either wrecked out. It's kind of how I felt about Ryan. This round, again, with Talladega, he's good at Talladega. He's won this fall Talladega race before. So I definitely think. Thank you, Katie. Um, that- take, thank you for saying that thing about Denny. I've been saying it the whole time. <laughs> um, I think that um, Blaney is going to show up a little bit, maybe even at Talladega. I think he could stick around. He does know how to win there. So I went Logano, Reddick, Kozlowski, and Wallace this round. Logano again up and down season. I don't Well, you had I mean, Bubba Wallace. You had Bubba Wallace making it past the first? 
I do, but I think it's just going to be based off of the Kansas. If he can, if he can perform well at Kansas, I think he can go into Bristol and play well, into the win next at round. Kansas. Yeah, yeah. Like if he can, if he can win Kansas, I think he's going to the next round, which he has won before, and that team can win at Kansas. So, I mean, it's not unlikely. Again, though, it's after you get three or four drivers in each round, kind of hard to start choosing, but. Keselowski, again, I'm with you on that, Matt. I think RFK's getting better. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, I think he easily could win this. He could win in this round easily. I mean, he could win at Talladega and shock people. He's a good plate racer. Very good plate racer. But I do see, and then again, I touched on Reddick. I think his team's going to shoot him in the foot, as much as I hate to say that, because I actually like Tyler Reddick. I think he's got a ton of potential. He's a great driver. I just think his pit crew or something is going to come along and it's going to wind up biting him, whether it be a pit road penalty or something that round, it's going to kill his round of 12. But that's just just me. Now, Rattlesnake, we gave you some time. So let's see. Who do you got? (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) the last round, I, I, I took out Bubba, Ricky. Who else did I take out? I took out Brad K and I took out Ryan Blaney. Yeah. Those are my four last time. Okay, so now I'm taking out Harvick. Sorry, dog. I kept you in as long as I possibly could, but there's no way. Uh, Michael McDowell, same to you, homie. Love you, but you got to go. Uh, let's see. Who else do I? Obviously, Reddick got to go. And then I'm going to go Bell, actually, as well. I like that pick. I, don't, um, I know he's been consistent, but I just think – I mean, I cannot, I can't take Joey Logano out that early. Like, I know he he has yeah. not been the same driver this season, but it's Joey Logano. Yeah. Like, I, I know that people haven't seen him for a while, but he did the same thing when he won the championship last year. He got real silent towards like right kind of before the playoffs, and then he just yep. went off. He it's did. Joey Logano. Don't count the guy out. So, cannot yeah. do him yet. Okay, I got you. Yeah, I think Dell Jr. said it best about Joey Logano. I was listening to something a few weeks ago. He said, Joey's one of those drivers that he will literally get you what you can get out of the car. He's going to, if he can, if it's a winning car, it's going to win. If it's a top 15 car, he'll get you a top 15. He's a good driver and he knows how to get what he can get out of his equipment. So I, I can see that. I struggled. With He's a dude I never bet car. against. I'll tell you that. Uh, and, and I will say this last year. This exact same time last year, I did pick Joey Logano to win the championship purely for that reason, that he's just, when it comes down to it, if he makes it to the final four and, you know, he's battling for the lead, I can guarantee you he will put Martin Truex Jr. in the damn wall to win the thing. And I don't know, you know, there's not a whole lot of drivers that will do it except Joey Logano. So, yeah, there's there's my four. I'm keeping Logano. All right. All right. Well, we're going to move on to the round of eight here. Um We've got the round of eight is going to consist of Las Vegas, Homestead, and Martinsville. So two bigger tracks, and then we're going to end it, you know, with a short track before we decide a champion. So let's start with uh, Matt on this one. Who do you got this round eliminated, and who do you got as your final four, I guess? (laughs) All right. I have eliminated this round. Logano, Harvick, Chastain, and Larson. Which leaves me Denny Hamlin, William Byron, Kyle Busch, and Martin Truex Jr. to race for a championship at Phoenix. Hmm. Sorry, Rattlesnake. I'm a, I I, I got to disagree with Kyle on that one, but I'll get to that in a minute. Well, I'm at so yeah, yeah. different different. Well, well, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no. I'm like, what are you apologizing to me? I haven't said anything. <laughs> 
he's my <laughs> RCR guy. He's Austin Dillon and Richard Childress racing. So, but that's right. Okay, I mean, it, it gets hard. It does once you get down to the yeah, round of eight. Yeah, one. <laughs> but the cream, I feel like at that round of eight, rises to the top, and the four drivers who have been most consistent, that being Kyle Busch, Denny Hamlin, William Byron, and Martin Truex Jr., will be there at Phoenix. I I feel. Okay. All right. Well, Caleb, let's see. Who do you have? I got Reddick coming out of this one. He's getting bounced. I left him in as long as I could. I could see him coming out in the round of 12, too. Like, I yeah, I'm surprised you still that, have Reddick. Damn, but I forgot he, about him. He's a solid racer. Uh, Christopher, not Christopher, uh, Chris Buescher, uh, his run ends here. Uh, I think he could go into the championship four and keep riding that momentum, but the safe bet says no. And then this is where it got really tough for me to cut out because I love I love both these drivers that I'm about to cut. Christopher Bell can't see you making that late run into the championship four like he did last year, but I could. I mean, I'm not saying that like I couldn't see it, but I'm not gonna. But I'm not gonna say it. Um, he performed pretty well at these tracks last year, obviously, but uh, it's not it's not a smart pick as much as I would love to see it. And then it comes down to. Uh, the eight and the eleven here, and I said I said the eight was going to get bounced. He had a. It's been a lit. It's been kind of a slow kind of end to Kyle Busch's season here. Um, I could see it turn around, and he did finally get that top ten that he's been itching for in Daytona. But Daytona's kind of a shit fest. How much stock can you put into that yeah. top ten? So yeah, I could see Kyle Busch going all the way to the championship forty and winning the thing. But my heart, my gut says it's. It's not a smart bet. So in my championship four, the vein of my existence, Denny Hamlin, Martin Truex Jr., Kyle Larson, and William Byron. Good picks. Solid picks. All right, yeah. Yeah, solid. I think that, I mean, like I said, we've touched on it. It gets more and more difficult the farther you go into this thing. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of – the only one that I'm really differenting on with you guys, it seems like, is – I'm riding the Busher hot streak. I'm riding it all the way to the championship. Somebody has to. <laughs> yep. I, I just, I, I kind of like it. Um, I like what I've seen out of him as of late in that team. They're building speed and they're building, you know, better race cars week in and week out. Um, so I'm eliminating Blaney because he could have easily went out. You had Blaney this bar. Oh, my God. I did. Yeah, I, I did. It was between him and Logano last round. So, but, I, you know, again, I, I'm not a Logano fan myself. I don't hate the guy, but I don't pull for him either. And then I've got Bell. I, again, I'm with you guys. He's been consistent, but he, he's not making it to the Final Four. Um, and then this is where it got hard for me again. I took out Larson and Kyle Busch. It's Kyle freaking Larson. I could easily put Kyle freaking Larson in the championship four, and that could be my reasoning for it. And I don't know that many people would – argue with it because that's just the type of driver he is, but I just haven't seen it as of late. Um, they've gotten better closer to the playoffs, but they've been, again, they're kind of like Logano for me. They're up and down. They either are in the top five, top 10 competing or they're 25th to 30th. So my final four going Byron, Truex, Busher, and Hamlin. I've got one of each pretty much manufacturer represented there. But, you know, that's, again, anything can happen in the round of eight. I think that's – there's two big tracks there that speed is really going to matter in handling more so than anything. So, it could definitely be a completely different Final Four at the end of it. But what about you, Rattlesnake? 
I mean, I'll just tell you who I think will be in the top four. How about that? The final four. I don't even remember right. who I've been kicking out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go. Actually, Matt, who did you have? Did you have Martin Truex Jr.? I had Truex, Hamlin, Kyle Bush, Byron, Kyle William Bush. Byron. And Hamlin. And Hamlin? Yeah, yep. that's that was the exact my, That's my final four. That's, a, that's it. Uh, you hit the nail on the head. I mean... You know, we can look at wins, obviously. Chris Busher, I'd love to just keep riding it, but um, how long does the hot streak last? Will it last yeah. all playoffs? I doubt it. It would be cool to that. watch him, yeah. you know, ride a couple rounds. But, you know, if we look at, like, top tens, number one has been Martin Truex Jr., number two is Kyle Busch, number three is William Byron. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what you kind of want to look at when we're looking at the start to the playoffs all the way to the end. Cause those dudes have been consistently right. gaining points. Yep. They each have uh, at least three wins, Martin Joe Jr., Kyle Bush, and then five for William Byron. Uh, and then, yeah, I'm just going to throw Denny into that as well because he's been uh, really good this year and he is a vet and he has the experience. He's been there so many times. I don't think he'll win it ever, but, but you can count on him at least showing up. The world's better when Danny Hamlin isn't a champion. So, I agree. I kind of like. I kind of. I want him to retire, not a champion. I'm not going to lie. I know that sounds mean, but it's all. It almost adds. Oh, it's not mean. He's a prick. Well, it almost adds something to his career. Is like, yeah, but you were never a champion. You know, like he did everything except he couldn't be a champion. So, three-time Daytona 500 winner, but not a champion. Not yeah. a champion. <laughs> But okay, all right. I mean, I think those are again. I'm just riding the Busher hot streak. I'm gonna. It's a feel good story that I like, so I'm I'm latching on. I would love for you to be right. (laughs) I think that'll. um, It'd be cool to see Busher ride it all the way to the final four in Phoenix. I don't think he obviously this year can contend, but that's just me. Now this is where it gets fun. Rattlesnake's obviously not gonna talk with us championship picks. Yeah, I can tell you who I'd like to see. I'd like to see Kyle Busch win it. I think that'd be cool. Three time champion. To see Kyle Bush win cool. it. He, you know, after last year, what happened, and um, we weren't sure what was going to happen to him, and now he's at RCR, which obviously I love. Uh, I love yeah. the new eight font. Like he's made it his own. It's been a really cool ride for him this season, and it'd be really cool to see him get another championship. I don't know, man. I just do do not hate Kyle Bush like I did when I was, uh, you know, in high school or whatever. Yeah. Or college, it's just something about it. He's become much more likable. I don't know. Maybe I'm just like a pissed off old man now, like him. So I can relate more or something. But yeah, it would be cool to see him win it. It would. It would be. It'd be super cool, especially after how everything went down last year, like you said. Um, So Mm -hmm. I'm I'm down with that pick. I'm not against it. um, Again, but it's funny when you talk to a fan that hasn't watched NASCAR in like, eh, let's just throw out like 10 years, five to 10 years. Not like we haven't seen since, since Dale died, but you know, like the past like five to 10 years when everybody kind of left, it's really funny telling them that I kind of like Kyle Busch now. Cause they're always like Kyle Busch, Kyle Busch. Yep. He's a whiner, you know? And you're like, yeah, dude, I thought that 10 years ago also, but <laughs> times change. Sorry. Go on. Caleb. Yeah. He- Okay, um, what I would like to see happen is anybody but Denny. <laughs> yeah, we've got that. We've picked that anything, If there's anything Alex Bowman does in this playoff, it, I want it to be throwing Denny Hamlin into a wall every race. Oh, my any God. Any race possible, just do it. Um, but, yeah, I think, I think this is um, – it's really hard. I think any of those – uh, three can win it between 
By like everyone needs a little something different. Byron just needs to keep keep riding that hot season he's had, but he's also had some up and down as well. Um, but you can't ignore five wins it makes him a real contender, and he has such a lead that it's going to be hard to knock him out. Um, Kyle Larson, if he can get hot, he's obviously willing to do anything and everything to win that championship. Uh, he will wreck. He will put William Byron into a wall, despite it being his teammate, in order to win this title. That's kind of who Kyle Larson is. He drives for Kyle Larson under the Hendrick umbrella. That's what he does. And then obviously Truex, I think top to bottom has just been. I think he might. Yeah, he, he's the best driver this year. That's why he has the regular season championship. He's been really damn good. We've given him a good car, and his pit crew stays on their best behavior. There's there's no there's nobody better. But. I think it's Byron. I think it's Byron's championship to lose, but any of those any of those three guys could win it, and they all need something a little different. Kyle Larson just needs to stay out of trouble, which he hasn't, you know, all season getting into wrecks, and maybe even ones he didn't even cause. And he obviously just needs to stay out of trouble and get back right. Um, but I think ultimately it'll be it'll be between Truex and and Byron at the end. All right, all right. Well, Matt, they'll leave you and me, man. I'm gonna let you go ahead and. Uh pick your driver here to win the championship caleb has passionate as your speech was 100 percent disagree <laughs> this is denny hamlin's year he's Ooh. lost it so many ways before that denny yeah, hamlin he'll, find, he'll keep finding new ones because he's a loser hey hey <laughs> i feel like in november we're gonna come back here recap the season and caleb you're gonna eat your words denny hamlin Ooh. champion no never not in a million years. Absolutely. Denny Hamlin is in this in this transitional phase in his career. He's got a new team. Again? He's got a new team. Hey, he's been with the 11 car since 2006. Same sponsor for the most part up until, what, two years ago when he started bringing in different notepad sponsors or whatever, but it's been FedEx. He's been the old-school throwback driver that we all want to see. The same car number, same sponsor. This is Denny Hamlin. Love him or hate him, you got to respect him. You can't count him out. Denny Hamlin, 2023 Look, I champion. I don't respect him. But. Look, Matt, <laughs> I hate that I have to agree with Caleb here because I I don't hate Denny like Caleb does, uh, so totally different reasonings. But I just don't think he's got the dog in him, man. He just can't do it. You have to have the championship mentality, and I don't think Denny's ever had it, unfortunately, for him. Because and also – I think also I think on top of that, uh, if he was going to win it, it's kind of behind him now. I think he's more focused on uh, running a team. Um, he has a play, he has two drivers in the playoffs and I, he has a podcast and he has a team. I just I think he's too preoccupied to be a champion personally. Tony Stewart won the championship yeah, okay. as a driver <laughs> owner. You know what's funny is when I was saying it, I was like, I hope he doesn't bring up Tony Stewart. I, I mean, all I got to say <laughs> is Tony Stewart won it as a driver owner. Granted, it was for his own team, not for his, yeah. another team he was racing against. But here's the thing. I mean, like, you love Denny Hamlin. You hate him. He's a consistent driver. He knows how to win at all these tracks coming up here. True. Yep. You can't count him out. The only, I mean, yeah, granted, he's lost it so many ways. I remember what it was a few years ago where they put the right side tires on the left side, or was that Truex? <laughs> yeah, or it was something like that. He lost it in the pits. Like, no, they put on too much tape. I hey, uh, a honestly, giant piece final, of tape, a giant, like, yeah. and he put it on there, overheated his engine, lost the championship. Hey, I put him in the final four for a reason. I mean, I do think he's quality. He'll be there. He will be but, there. Right. I think. I think he's. 
going to be so focused this time because now he's in a contract season. Now, I mean, that brings up other topics that we don't have to get into on this <laughs> particular show. But at the same time, I think Denny Hamlin can do it. But at the same time, so can Truex. So can Kyle yeah. Busch. So yeah. and who do I have up there? William Byron. Willie B, five wins. Boy. You know, they're having yeah, all those. On fire. It is tough to pick one driver out of those four to win it. Now, granted, two out of the four have won championships before, and Kyle mm-hmm. Busch being a multiple-time champion of. Mm-hmm. I mean, two drivers have been there already, and, Kyle, and Denny Hamlin, to his credit and his defense, has been there as well in the Final Four numbers of times. How many times. times has he been in the Final Four? Three or Do you four. remember for a couple of years there, it was like him, Truex, Kyle Busch, Joey and, Logano, Kevin Harvick, just like every yeah. year was yeah. one of those names. And this is after That's Jimmy Johnson left. This yeah. is after <laughs> Jimmy Johnson left as well. So It was right after Jimmy Johnson. That's right. Right. And uh, so, I mean... Great picks all around, but, man, I got to give it to Hamlin. He's doing well. This I think he's going to get the monkey off Look, his back and win. I, I think he's got more of the dog in him than the, another driver who I just, you know, come my show, I, I, I can tell you I will not be picking this guy. I, I can't pick William Byron. He is very talented. He's having an incredible season. His team is just on fire. Good for him. He don't got the dog in him, man. He's just not a champion. As far as we know. As He's not a champion yet. I can look at him in his eyes and tell the man is not a champion yet. I should say the boy is not a champion yet. That's <laughs> He's got so much room to grow and become such an incredible driver, and I think well, he will. You know, Denny is twice his age. And, you know, that's the thing, dude. Willie B is going to be a multi-time champion in his own time. He will. He is going to take over. Like He is kind of doing what everybody thought Chase Elliott was going to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just don't know if it's yet. That's my, that's my only concern. Right. I'm I'm kind of with you on that. That's why it made it hard for me to pick a champion. Because um, I'm I'm a Hendrix, you know, fanboy obviously at heart with Chase because I grew up an Elliott fan. I got the Bill shirt on. I showed you guys that earlier. Um, but my shirt, my choice is actually going to be Mark. That's Trek. a great. That's a that, great that's, comment. That actually. is a great that's comment. Awesome. Very I much. Love, I love the, the the Monday races here, but. Yep. I think it's um, he's been on fire recently this year. I don't know if it was the new relationship, whatever it can be. We can speculate on everything, but they convinced him to come back another year. I think it, he could easily go in and if he can make it to the championship four, because there are some tracks where I, I know he's not historically the best, but if he makes it to Phoenix, I don't see any reason why Martin Truex can't walk out with a second championship. He's just been that good this year, in my opinion. It's hard to argue against Martin Truex Jr., <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah, I mean, honestly, Martin's kind of that toy. Like when Toyota came into the sport, a lot of your loyalists hated Toyota. They didn't want Toyota here. But when Martin kind of moved over there, everybody started moving towards that. They were like, "Ah, oh, Toyota's not so bad." Martin Truex drives for them. We can, you know, we can we can pull for Toyota. But solid picks. Um, you got to tune in the Chairgate and tomorrow to see Rattlesnake's real pick. Not who he'd like to see win. Honestly, I've been like talking myself into the Kyle Bush pick on the show, so it might just end up being Kyle Bush. Not just no statistics. <laughs> it's just look, if you're a sports better, like I'm sure all of us are a little bit, there there you, you have to have some heart in it as well. It's not all brains. Yep. It's like I'm like I'm like the the seventy year old baseball scout for the MLB, where I'm like making up uh, scenarios in my head and like why luck has something to do with it. So. Yeah, don't listen to me when it comes to betting. 
All right. Well, I'm going to let everybody, uh, I kind of want to just go around between you guys and give you each a few minutes to kind of just plug your own shows, own content, where everybody can find you before we wrap this thing up for the night. So Rattlesnake, I'm obviously going to start with you. And uh, what do you got going on? Anything special with Cherry yeah. coming up? So obviously, you know, tomorrow night we're going to have a show 9 p.m. Check that out. It will be live on Twitter or X, whatever we call it, and YouTube uh, at Chair Gaten. Um, you know, C H A I R G. I don't even know how to spell my own podcast. Um, <laughs> it's live on Sharegate and figure it out, figure out how to spell it. Uh, this weekend, me and Dakota, my co host, will be at Darlington. Fun. So we'll have plenty of content for everybody. We're not going to go out on the pits this time. Um, honestly, we're just kind of over the pits. I, I know that sounds weird, but after you do it enough times, yep. It, it literally is work. It's not fun. Like, you're down there to work. And races are so much better in the grandstands with a cooler. So yep. uh, we will be shooting content from the grandstands. Hope everybody enjoys it. I know we will. Going to have a great time. Southern 500 is like, I mean, top five race for me. The bucket list race for me. Oh, it's, I'm, it's a fun I'm, that's race. within the next year. It's my birthday race every single year. So nice. I go every single year. And it's Labor Day, so you get the Monday off to like yep. – I only live an hour and a half from the track, so it is easier nice. for me. But for yeah, so all right, well, uh, Matt, let's. All right, what's the uh, Matt? Yeah, I know you're with the uh, Rubens Rambling Racing Podcast. Ra- rambling about Rambling's racing. Rambling about racing. About racing. Formerly known as rambling. In the Marbles. Yeah, Rambling about racing. Uh, Wait, podcast. formerly known as what? What was that? In the Marbles. If I may, I, I did not know about that. Okay. If I may, yeah, we rebranded there, and there's my old school logo there by the uh, Matt Kenseth. Fender and Brad K. Cardboard there. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So rambling about racing. We're, we do a show in conjunction with blind spotting NASCAR podcast. So for instance, they preview Daytona will review Daytona. Go ahead and preview the Southern 500 coming up and they'll review the Southern 500. So it's a, it's a once every couple of weeks show because just, Life got in the way, but we enjoy doing it. You can find us on all major podcast platforms as well as YouTube. Make sure to go sign up and subscribe to that YouTube channel, which hasn't been uploading content lately because of the truck in the background. Nice. <laughs> but at the same time, we enjoy doing the show. You can catch us every other week, like I said, on all major podcast platforms, all social media handles, rambling about racing. There we are. Is that a Chevy? What year is this? That is a 1988 Dodge D100. It's a 1988 Dodge. It's a 1988 Dodge, and it's getting a whole upgraded suspension, brakes. That's awesome, dude. Where do you live? I live in Somerville. Wait, really? Yeah, man. Damn. I might need to come down and hang out with you. I I, I tell you what. I tell you what. I'll I'll provide the beer. You help me put it together. (laughs) I, dude, I'm 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 looking at it and it's getting me excited. Yeah, if I it, may, so. I mean, I can on jack stands right Ooh, now, but yeah, <laughs> it's a work in progress. It's a that's sexy. It's a, it's a nice truck and it just needs some TLC and I'm trying to get. Damn, it to I it. didn't know you lived that close. All right, yeah. well now I'm interested. Okay, all right, all right. You're not well, going to No, unfortunately, I'm not going to Darlington this year. My wife and I are going up to the mountains. This will actually be the first time since 2016 I would not go to a race. This year. Wow. Wait, where in the mountains are you going? Uh, north of Asheville. Just north of Asheville? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I got family around Asheville. I love going yeah, up there. And, so. You know, mountains. Man, I haven't been all Oof. year. Love to go to the mountains. So Same. That's awesome, dude. All right, cool. Good to know. Yeah. All right. Well, it's uh, Caleb. 
anything you've got going on? I know you're the Patriots are getting ready to start up. You're a Patriots fan. You got yeah. your yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, if you're uh, interested in your Patriots content, uh, I got my Foxborough Beatcast coming out on Thursday. I think we'll have our first episode, or not first episode, first episode of the after preseason. Uh, but as far as NASCAR content goes, as usual, I got my weekly write-up. Uh, I'll be doing a little bit more in-depth on my eliminations and whatnot in a piece this week. Uh, and then I'll figure out something to do uh, for my uh, my uh, playoff uh, preview pieces because picking five drivers doesn't really make sense anymore. But, yeah, look out for that uh, later this week. Uh, it's been a it's been a hell of a time covering NASCAR for my first season and uh, really excited to start up a new one next season where my driver actually has a chance. Hey, you know <laughs> yeah. what, Halo? No. Real quick, I was just wondering what um, what what have been your favorite races so far this season? Just as a new fan, I'm just curious. Well, I'm biased to New Hampshire because I went there and that was okay. my that was my first race. That was That's that fair. was a good time. Uh huh. Um, I loved Kansas, like you said. Okay. Um, I loved the uh, Coke 600. Okay. They're trying to throw out something maybe so far so good. By the way, I'm loving every pick. <laughs> it, it's tough. It's it's. Uh, Phoenix was fun. Watching okay, Phoenix and cool. Vegas was cool too. So okay, but yeah, well, my, I was just my favorite see. was probably Kansas. Perfect. Okay, I like your answers. I was just trying to kind of get a gauge. I know that some of the new fans love the road course and street course racing a little bit more, and I just yeah, Coda I'm, was with, fun. I'm with I Matt loved, now. I love watching Coda. <laughs> oh no no no. <laughs> yeah, I'm with Matt. That's why I want to ask. <laughs> I love the Kansas <laughs> in Kansas, and yeah, good picks, Caleb. Yeah, love it. Very good. Sorry, continue, Chris. All right. Well, everyone, I'm going to wrap this up. Uh, I appreciate you, Rattlesnake, Matt, and Caleb all coming on to talk. Um, if you want to uh, look up me, you can see my Twitter handle for my NASCAR page. Um, is right here beside my name, NASCAR for everyone. That's where I specifically talk and post all of my belly up sports articles. I'm going to re- be releasing a new power rankings this week. Um, and then me and the wife actually started a podcast up recently. Again, kind of like Matt, though, it's kind of been life gotten away, so we haven't been able to post as much as we want. Um, the B&B show or the Beard and the Babe show. Um, nice. We try to, you know, talk new NASCAR, new NASCAR fans into the sport um, to begin with, and then we even talk a little bit about parenting. Well, say, and I'm, a, I'm a pretty good influence for that market, by the way. <laughs> 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 all right well everyone you guys got anything else you want to say before we end this all good hey be safe if you're in the florida panhandle and south carolina and georgia with this hurricane coming up just keep your head on a swivel there yeah it should be coming uh, over to you what tomorrow matt right i i actually got promoted off the firefighting line into the fire marshal office but they're putting me back on the line for the storm so i'll be oh, back wow. on the engine Oof. Hopefully it's just some rain by the time it hits. I, us. I think it's gonna be. I think it's overhyped, but I've been so wrong too. before. Hence my go back and listen to previous episodes. I've been wrong before. <laughs> well, it's, a cat, it's a category two, isn't it? Yeah, right it should be cat three yeah. when it hits. Yeah. But by the time it gets to us, I'm feeling to South Carolina. I'm yeah. feeling a strong tropical storm, low cap one. That's what I'm hoping to. All right, well, fellas, I'll see you next time. All right, thanks for having me. Yeah, it was awesome to talk to you guys. Folks, it's been a while since I did an update on our stores at Teespring and Bonfire, but guess what? They're still there. All your latest and greatest rambling about racing merchandise from t-shirts, hoodies, hats, pint glasses, so much more can be found at teespring.com and our Bonfire stores. Just follow the links in the the podcast description or I 
guess we could say YouTube descriptions as well if you're watching us on YouTube. And head over there to our stores and you can find all the latest and greatest rambling about racing gear, including our lineup from Bonfire or Anyone But Lineup. Yes, our Anyone But Lineup. If you don't like if you don't like a driver, buy the shirt that you say Anyone But My Personal Favorite, Chase Elliott. And go ahead and wear that around the track. And you might have to buy a beer or two for people, but hey, it's all in good fun here. We're all race fans here. Head over to those stores. That's Teespring and Bonfire. Again, links in the podcast description and YouTube descriptions. Go check them out. We're wrapping up this episode, and a fun episode it's been, but we have to tell you about one more partner here, and that is Fanatics, who has been a partner of Rambling About Racing since even when we were called in the Marvel's Weekly Racing Podcast. Find the latest and greatest NASCAR gear from T-shirts, hoodies, hats, diecast from all your favorite drivers as well as NASCAR merchandise. Like, I'm a big fan of the golf bag right now. Probably won't get it, but big fan of it. But if that's your thing, you can buy anything you want there. But it's only not just NASCAR stuff. I buy all my Alabama gear from there for the upcoming Crimson Tide season coming up. My Washington Gapples gear fan. Any sport you could think of, Fanatics has you covered. Follow the links in the podcast description and YouTube descriptions for our show in order to take you to the link that will give you all access to all Fanatics. All proceeds will help out help us out here at belly up sports as well as here at rambling about racing so for all your sports gear needs go check out fanatics and they got you covered white flag white flag white flag white flag white flag one lap to go one lap right here Final thoughts here on this week's episode of Rambling About Racing. Again, that was the Belly Up Racing Super Super Show that was on YouTube. Make sure to go check that out. Links will be in the podcast description below if you want to check it out. Give it a thumbs up. It would really do us well to do that because everybody's talking about college football coming up here. And the racing playoffs are in just about full swing here. We're just waiting on the Xfinity Series to catch up here. But as promised at the top of the show, I'm going to be going through this week in NASCAR in the fantasy standings for here at Ramblin' About Racing. And with the playoffs about to start here, I'm going to start from bottom to top here. B-Nun 3, Smokin' Woody, Sassy K, Grocery Getter 6, and Super Sumo 32 just appear to be out of it. It looks like it's going to be the top nine, but I dare say it's not even that right now. Top nine, Money Team Moon Rovers is in ninth. I'm in eighth. Sports, The Sports Stove is in seventh. TSP Promo D. Yeah. TSC Pro Mod, I should say. I'm probably been pronouncing this wrong this whole time. It's in sixth. SMR Operations is fifth. Matt Camper is fourth. S Blaze is third. Chuck 8384 is second. And with over a 200 point lead, DraftKings Research Lineup is in first here for that $200 Amazon gift card landed out here at the end of the NASCAR Cup Series season. And hopefully. 
we'll have more people signed up for next year's fantasy because it's just a lot of fun. There's no prize. There's no entry fee. It's all free, but you might get a chance for a $100 Amazon gift card. I'm pretty sure it's going to go back down to zero here unless I can pull out a miracle here during the playoffs. This week in NASCAR, September 2nd, 1968, Kelly Yarbrough nips David Pearson by four car lengths and wins the Southern 500 at Darlington. It is Kelly Yarbrough's record fourth super speedway win of the season. Oh, how far we come from September 2nd, 1968. And folks, I hope, like we said on the um, Racing Super Show, if you were affected by the storm, I hope you're doing all right. I hope your family, friends, and everybody down there in the Panhandle of Florida, Georgia, South Carolina are doing fine from the storm. It's just that time of the year where hurricanes can pop up and wreak havoc on whatever they want. So, folks, again, I hope you enjoyed the Racing Super Show presented by Belly Up Sports. It was a lot of fun to participate in that. Guys with a lot of knowledge and a lot of passion right there. Make sure to go sign up for all those. Make sure, again, to sign up for Blind Spotting NASCAR podcast of the crew of Andrew, Travis, and Mike up there at the Cottle Creek Compound every couple weeks after our show, bringing you a great show, and they will be reviewing the Southern 500 and previewing again Kansas for the Cup Series and NASCAR, and I'm sure they're going to be talking about the Xfinity Series as well. And, folks, I have nothing else to say. It's been a long episode, a fun episode, though. And with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up here on this week's episode of Rambling About Racing. Thank you so much for tuning in, whether you're on your regular pack, regular podcast platform, my goodness, or YouTube. Again, YouTube's not up right now for us, but we might change that up here in the next couple of weeks. I'd like to thank our sponsors for the show, Stand Up to Cancer, Fanatics, Extreme Sim Racing, and Devos Outdoor Lining for all they do, not only for us here at Rambling About Racing, but for what they do for Belly Up Sports as well. Make sure to follow Rambling About Racing on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube for the latest and greatest in the world of auto racing and see what's going on in our lives as well. And if you don't mind dropping a comment and rating of the show on all podcast platforms, that would be great. For myself, Matt Beamer, Beamer 22 on Twitter, and Preston Lude, P underscore Luda, hopefully he'll be back soon. Stay safe, and we'll see you after Kansas.